Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to another edition of the Game Preview Podcast presented by LifeLock. The New York Jets are 1-0 as we welcome in Cynthia Freeland. As always, the Jets going to play the Cowboys. We have a lot to discuss as we do every week because if you're a Jets fan right now, you obviously are happy about the win, but maybe some of the, the shock or the adrenaline has run off and you're coming to grips with the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not going to quarterback the New York Jets in 2023. And we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about the Cowboys, of course. Great matchup. Going to be a lot of defensive football to be played, I would say. Um, but before we get to that, Cynthia, let's bring back in John Polano, who is known only as John Polano. And always. <laughs> never just John, never just Polano. It is John Polano, one word for me. Always John Polano. And, you know, JP, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great, man. Beautiful day at 1JD. Come on. It is a beautiful day at 1JD. However, it is not a beautiful day in Hermosa Beach, according to Cynthia Freeland. So with that being said, Cynthia, the floor is yours. For those listening, you know, um, let me paint the picture. Last week, Cynthia said, oh, I'm only upstairs because of the Wi-Fi. You're still upstairs. What's going on? Um, well, I got everything all set for my new studio, my 2023. It's going to be awesome. It's not quite as good as the one you guys are in, but I've got some new additions that are really fun. However, all of a sudden, talk about the floor being mine. The floor belongs to the water. There's like this creeping in water. And I went downstairs and I was a little shocked and I didn't know what to do. I called my <laughs> landlord. It's going to get fixed. But, you know, and there was this weird bug staring at me. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going to be back upstairs because... I need to be away from the water. Plus, I thought about like, what happens if do I electrocute myself? Like, let's let's not do that. Let's just go okay. Wait, 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 wait. So right now, like, we're not talking about like Noah's Ark going on, you know, in your bottom floor, right? It's just like a little, like a little water here and there. It's like it's like covering the floor. So and the whole the whole the rug is entirely wet, and it's not stopping coming in. So we're we're gonna be okay. Well, but. That, you know, someone's going to come and deal with it at some point. Are we talking, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking like, like foot high, ankle high, calf high? We're just, we're at about an inch. Like the whole, the whole thing is soaked. Like if you just open, like open the door and look, you're like, hmm. And then you step on the carpet and it's like squish, squish, squish. And you're like, hmm, this is weird. It's a rug. Like then you lift up the rug. You're like, oh, there's water everywhere. So yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's a thing, you know? It's a thing. We'll, we'll be okay. You know, there's 
clean the floor. I don't know. It's disgusting though, because we don't get a lot of rain here. So like the infrastructure, I don't, I just want to, I just hope that's water from like inside the house. It's not coming from, I'm not going to worry about that right now. We're, we are focused on the jets right now. Pilato, that's why we're East coast people. Oh, oh my goodness. Amen to that. Yeah. We'll get a little rain, a little snow, but our floors will stay. They can be dried up. Yeah, we're, The East coast is ready for, you know, the elements here. We get all of them. California, all of a sudden a little rain. Uh Oh, everyone pressed the panic button. Seriously, but let's be fair. I'm not from here. I didn't make this infrastructure. I'm from the Midwest. I'm a hearty soul. I know how to get through this, but that's why I'm just kind of like, well, you win some, you lose some. Okay. Figure it out. Well, look, I hope no bugs find their way upstairs because obviously no you don't seem like a bug person. Uh, not you okay a bug with bugs, Polano? I'm all right with bugs if I can contain them. Yeah. I'm okay with <laughs> bugs. Like, I think the New York equivalent for me, like rats, um, I cannot be further out. Like, could not be more out. If I can't take care of it myself with a paper towel or a napkin or something, I'm out. Yeah, I, I mean, you could try with, with a, you could try to do that with a rat or something. But even the word rat coming out of my mouth, I have shivers down my spine. And I, I have a, I have a story for uh, after the podcast because you know I, I'm I'm done talking about rats. Polano, we'll check in with you in a little bit for name that player, Cynthia. You know I, I think there's some parallels here though because. I mentioned the panic button a couple earlier, a couple minutes before referencing your situation with the flooding, you know, making its way up. But for Jets fans, the aura of Jets fans on social media right now does not feel like a 1-0 team that just beat the Buffalo Bills in stunning fashion or in spectacular fashion, I should really say. Like, it really feels like the Jets fandom or the fans as a whole are pressing the panic button. And because Aaron Rodgers will no longer be the quarterback of the Jets for the 2023 season, of course, he ruptured his Achilles on the fourth play from scrimmage. Like, what, first of all, like, where are you as you're watching this game unfold? And what are you doing as you see this unfold? Um, well, I had tears in my eyes still from the run out. Like, Aaron Rodgers running out with the flag on 9-11. Like, you know, you can't help but love, like, the Americana in that moment. Like. That moment was freaking awesome. And I was like, tears. Like, I felt like Nick Sirianni was at the Super Bowl with a, you know, like I had tears of street, I had uncontrollable tears. On, you're like, oh, that's amazing. So I still hadn't like gotten the tears off my face yet because that was so cool and just had such chills. And I was so happy. Like, football's back. Like, everything feels right in the world. And then four plays later, it was just like, oh, the biggest gut punch. It felt like just unfinished before it started, you know, like we've, we've all watched hard dogs. We've all seen like this awesome, like Aaron Rodgers now feels completely different than he felt last. I know you guys are in New York, so maybe you don't realize this like nationally, but like the, in, other than in, you know, the green Bay fans, like everyone else is like falling in love with Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. Right. So the reality is, is like, it just felt so unfair. You wanted to see this, this story complete. You wanted to see like, what could happen? And even Bills fans, it's like, I look, they, that's a totally different story. But like, you know, from the standpoint of like what happened in that game, but I don't think they want, they don't want to play against not, they want to play against Aaron Rodgers. Like no one wants to play in a situation where someone's that hurt. Who's and right. no one wants to get hurt period. So it, it just felt very unfinished. And 
me personally, I was, like I said, I was still crying from like this awesome run out moment. They kept playing that. Like I kept watching. I was like, oh, I just love, like, I love that this is how, like, what a perfect way. So all of the people at, you know, out there in whoever in the building was responsible for orchestrating that, like, please well double. Like they need like a, like it all got, unfortunately that like incredible moment got like overtaken by a really crappy one. So I, I just wanted to take a moment because that was all, like, I love that. That was so good. Like the spotlight looked like that. Oh, it was so good. I could like get some chills thinking about it, but it, unfortunately that moment was overshadowed. Yeah. And the atmosphere in the stadium <clears throat> was unmatched. I would say like, oh, sure. this is my eighth season now working for the jets and there's not been a crowd and atmosphere that's been like that. And really lasted throughout the game. Like obviously the game was thrilling in its own right. And we were just talking about this at, at the lunch table before we recorded, no matter what you may have thought of the way Zach Wilson played last year, which is a much different version than we saw in the preseason, which is a different version mm-hmm. of what we saw Monday night. Like you, you do have to give credit to where it's due and it for any backup quarterback in the NFL to not take any first team reps to be known as the backup quarterback to go in, beat the three-time defending division champion at home, come from behind to do so. Granted, the numbers aren't gaudy, but like you got to give credit to where it's due. And Zach Wilson deserves a lot of credit for the way that he was able to maintain a level head, not let the moment become too big, and deliver a victory for the Jets. You put it nicely, like the adversity that he was facing. Like, I have to give it to zach wilson for being a g like there your media is not the easiest in the country um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's an understatement yeah and the amount of like i saw a young man turn a young like a boy turn into a man it felt like you know like he it felt like you know he came in and maybe was a little big for his britches to begin with and now you see this like humble guy who like he just wanted to win like I saw the look on his face with that ridiculous catch that I've watched like 3 billion times. And I, I mean, it's kind of bad that we may have gotten the best catch of the year on the first game of the year, because <laughs> what else do we have to look forward to? But I saw the, like, like he was like, thank God. Like you could see, like, he wasn't like <laughs> nailed it. Like it wasn't like that. It was like, right. you know, like I'm here, I'm part of this. I understand this now, the humility, like you saw, like I was really sounds weird to be like, I was proud of him, but I felt very maternal. I'm old. So I can say that. So, you know, it's like, I felt like, like, I'm like, you know what, like good, good on him. Like that is mentally so tough to come from everything he's gone through, be faced to that situation in on the fifth play of the game, have to step in and you know, like that's yeah. Here we go. And I think, you know, it's funny you say that. Because I feel like even in training camp, there were two players where you could physically see the development, right? Like, as someone who just watches practice, I'm not privy to conversations behind closed doors. I'm not in meetings. Like, watching practice, there were two Wait players. Wait a minute. I thought Robert Sala called you at home. You're not supposed to just tell the people listening that I know all the state secrets. Yeah, let, let's edit that out. Let's edit that out. So, but here's the thing, though. Like, when you watch practice, there were two players to me that you could physically every day see development. One of them was Makai Becton. From the day training camp started to where it ended, you could see it. The other one was Zach Wilson. And to obviously this was not the plan, the way it unfolded, but 
for him to go in there, like, look, maybe I'm reading too much into this, Cynthia, but like, as you're watching this game, it felt apparent to me that you could see the confidence in Zach Wilson just in the pocket, which we did not see prior to this. Like he stood in the pocket, he went through his progressions in a more efficient manner than maybe we've ever seen. Is that fair? It certainly, it felt like the word confidence is weird because like, I don't ever think he was like not confident to begin with, but it felt like he was like, I need a, a, another word, like a knowing. Like, like secure? Secure, maybe secure is a better one because it didn't feel like like um, confidence for no reason. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, when you're like, when you're going to like, you're, you go into a test and you've studied and you know it backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. like you are just like, I got this. It's not like, a, a confidence for no reason. It's a, you, you did the work, you put in the time, you understand what was asked of you. Well, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to go here and you YOLO and throw the ball up as much, you know, it didn't feel like that. Like he felt like, it felt like he was not just like executing a plan, but understood why he was executing the plan. Yeah. I think it's a great point. And I, I also, I love the analogy, by the way, that was never me going into a test like fully, you know, feeling prepared. But I definitely <laughs> agree that that's the way that it came across because it's not like confidence, like yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna beat this team, right. whatever. It's like I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just gonna come out here. I'm gonna go through my progressions. I know I'm supposed to start here. I know this guy's doing that. That guy's running this route. It just felt right. different. Now the biggest question, Cynthia, moving ahead, is obviously individually like how does this how does Zach Wilson continue to build on that but really as an offense from a larger perspective how different do you think this offense will be from Aaron Rodgers who knows it in and out like he wrote the playbook essentially to a guy that's in his third year in the NFL in a new system I think it will look a bit more like like what we saw from some of these, like, okay, so Tua Tonga Vailo was in my back, my backyard, basically, right? Like, um, at the at the network, we're technically in the backyard of. So I think, <laughs> there we go. But no, he, he's playing with was, Gordy in the flood. That's what you meant. Salah's calling me. Tua's in your backyard, giving you the plays that you're then giving me to give to Salah. I understand. Hundred percent, exactly. Okay. Um, so, but what you saw with Teron Armstead out, they did a lot more motions. They did a lot more of the things that, like, quick pass with motion. Actually, no one has thrown more passes with quick pass with motion than Tua did last week since, like, C.J. Beathard, you know, 49ers team that was actually ironically also coached by, uh, well, he was the run game coordinator at Mike McDaniel. So, But my point is, is finding ways to create easy tells. So what that did was it allowed Tua Tagovailoa to spy what the defense was thinking to identify man and zone better, things of that nature that just like give a little bit more of a tell than allowing a defense to disguise their coverage. Now, do I wish that this week was not the Cowboys? Heck yes, because that defense is a nightmare, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We actually didn't learn a lot about the Cowboys offense last week. So as long as we don't start with some weird deficiency, like weird, so like special teams like that, that was a strange game with the giants. Like, this game will be a bit more of a chess match than it may originally have seemed, but I, I think that they have a game plan for it. You saw Brees Hall be excellent with earning yards after the catch, yards after contact. So it's going to be about more of the like motions and tells that help this quarterback be able to stay really confident in the game plan. The Bills defense is no joke, no joke at all. So if he can, if he can handle that, he can handle a ton. Cowboys are just like, 
like all hopped up on their own stuff right now. So it's, that's crazy, <laughs> but you know, they, truly, but <clears throat> they're, they're going to be able to figure out the disguises so that he has the, I think Aaron Rodgers probably helped him learn how to go through all of those right. different checkpoints so that he gets that opportunity to have the answers to the test. Yeah. And looking at the score, like if you're a fan, you're browsing on your phone, like what's the score of each game through week one, you see 40 to nothing Cowboys over the giants. You're probably thinking like Dak Prescott threw for 300, three touchdowns. He threw for 143 yards. Like the giants. We learned almost nothing about that offense. Yeah. And you know, from an outsider's perspective, like when you look at the roster on paper at Dallas, very talented offensive line has talent granted like Tyron Smith, a little bit older. Zach Martin just got paid a little bit older, very talented line, talented offensive weapons. The Jets defense though, also very good. So this is going to be an exciting matchup because like you said, the Cowboys defense is great. Heads up Jets fans. There are more identity threats than most people realize, and you can't catch them all on your own. It takes a team. LifeLock catches the identity threats you could miss. If something happens, your own U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it, backed by our million-dollar protection package. Plus, Jets fans can score 35% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com Jets or use promo code Jets at checkout. That's 35% off LifeLock.com. I know we started last week with like what's new and what's not for each team. I think we should just rip the Band-Aid off, and I think we should go right into name that player again. And Woo. so we're going to bring back in lovely John Polano. John Polano. That's right. And uh, Polano, you're saying that you uh, you cranked the heat for us? I, You guys were so good last time. Ten points. Yeah, we were. Got Two first guesses, two on the second guess. You guys just, you didn't even need the easy the, the easy clues. You were just so good. So Cynthia, virtual high five. <laughs> Boom. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Polano, let's, uh, how many players do we have today? We got four players. Okay. Same as last week. Two Jets, two Cowboys. Okay. And okay. all these players are a little bit underrated. Not the more talked about players because we okay. need to crank up the challenge a little bit for you. All right, let but... me pull up the Cowboys roster real quick. It's yeah. not Micah Parsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, who's that guy? <laughs> no, Micah Parsons is very important, but these guys are also really important in this matchup and a little bit underrated. Okay, so. all right, hit me. All right, let's go. Clue number one for player number one, John Polano. So this player played high school football in Greenville, Texas, and while he was there, okay. through his four years... The team went a solid 0 and 40. I know this answer. I know this answer, Cynthia. I will do it. This, ladies and gentlemen of the Game Preview Podcast, presented by LifeLock, this is John Franklin Myers. Yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> Bam. Can we talk about his Bam. pressure? Yeah, talk about Can it. Can we talk about how much he was able to just absolutely crush the soul? Uh, I mean, Spencer Brown, <laughs> they had a hard time with him, for sure. John Franklin Myers was like, he was he was springy. Undervalued, do you think, on the Jets' defensive front? Or not, not wait, 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 let me rephrase. Not undervalued, nationally underrated. How about that? Nationally underrated, 100%. I don't think anyone that's a Jets fan or this other Jets members of the team would say he's undervalued, but I, I think he, definitely we don't, like, we don't talk about him as much nationally as we should. Like he, after Monday, I mean, uh, different circumstances, that guy was a game wrecker, game, total game wrecker. 
Hey, uh, Polano, how surprised are you that I just came out of the gate swinging? I knew Ethan was a little bit of an encyclopedia when it came to this stuff, yeah. but pulling up his high school stats, yeah. you had me shocked. I thought I was going to need the <laughs> other clothes. That's amazing, because usually they, you hear stuff like that, like, he doesn't know how to win. Remember, like, in the draft stuff, like, <clears throat> he knows how to lose. You're like, what? <laughs> high school? Yeah. Like, hey. I don't even know to tell you. Yep. He did not win a game in high school, which is just like, which is incredible, by the way. He is also, um, he also sacked Tom Brady in Rams Patriots his rookie year in the Super Bowl. Love it. So, all right. That's player number one, John Franklin Myers, who had a sack against the Buffalo Bills. We're coming out of the gates hot too, Polano. So with that being said, bring us to player number two. Yeah, I really thought I brought it this week, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. It's a, it's a good first quarter. Let's see how the second quarter goes, though. So this defender, I'll give you that. Um, started as a true freshman, and during his four years, he completed a 29-yard pass to Alshon Jeffries against Clemson. He was a defender while in college. Stephon Gilmore. This is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Cynthia. Well, there aren't that many people that are old enough to complete a pass to Alshon Jeffrey. And um, I, I know that they're like boys, Cynthia, aren't they? Aren't Jeffrey and Gilmore like really close friends? Yeah. Does your back hurt from carrying me? No, My God. no, because I because last week <laughs> your back definitely hurt. So now, now it's my turn. But no, I, it does not hurt because we're a team. This is great. So, okay. But that being said, Stephon Gilmore, new addition for the Dallas Cowboys. How does that change the complexity of their defense compared to last year, which, by the way, was very good? Yeah, I mean, look, like they're known for takeaways. We know that they've led the they've led the league in that over the past few seasons. If you combine all the seasons, and they keep that seems like something that they keep up with. But here's the here's the thing: Trayvon Diggs is a little bit different of a guy than Stephon Gilmore. And Stephon Gilmore, I'll give him his flowers, but he's not the youngest cat. So I think that the different schemes for the pass catchers, like I saw Alan Lazard like throw down a lot. And maybe he wasn't the subject of the past, but that really helps. If you can just wrangle other people away, that's a really big deal. Huge deal. So you're talking, just to clarify, you mean like in the run game? In the run game, in when he's, you know, drawing away coverages mm. so that, you know, that other guy who with a one hand, that good oh, that catch guy. Inside, yeah. yeah, he could also get a better opportunity to catch. Like, I mean, helping each other out is something that these pass catchers seem to already know how to do pretty well. So I, I think that despite Stephon Gilmore being an upgrade for them, I still think like the way that this Dan Quinn defense is kind of fit, like the way that they work, I think that there's a bunch of different seams that these, especially like these more seasoned pass catchers, and I'll give Alan Lazard that obviously having worked with Aaron Rodgers and not so much with Zach Wilson, but understands the concepts of where the seams in the defense are. So I think that that's going to be, that's, I'm not, I'm not super worried about Stephon Gilmore being the game wrecker, if that right. makes sense. That makes sense. And last week against the Giants, Stephon Gilmore, one interception, three pass defenses. And, you know, that, that game kind of felt like it got out of hand quickly because of... Way out of hand. I mean, so, those, the balls, the, the passes that were being thrown were more primed to be intercepted because they were not high probability passes. Look, I'm not saying Dallas has a question mark at defense or because it's clearly a very good unit, but I'm interested to see what happens over the course of a full four-quarter game. So with that being said, that brings us to our third player, 
Yeah, we mentioned last week that I'm a St. Bonaventure grad and I went to a yeah. little school and our basketball team would be really competitive against these little schools yeah. and then they'd go to the NCAA tournament and get beat up by the big boys and that's how I'm feeling a little bit right now. So I, <laughs> I need some redemption. <laughs> um, yeah, so third player. Our first clue is while this player was at the NFL Combine, they suffered from food poisoning and it caused them to run a slower time than they would have liked to in the 40-yard dash. Food poisoning. Okay. Uh, Not to throw Chipotle under the bus, but that's where he got his food poisoning. Wow, you just threw Chipotle under the bus? I do like Chipotle. From Chipotle? Yeah, I guess it's not. I mean, Indianapolis Chipotle, Cynthia? I mean, come on. Uh, what, what are we I talking mean, about? I would hope that would be okay, though. I guess not. Okay, hold on, hold on. Do you hold have on, any guesses? I can give you the times as well. He ran a 4.52 in the 40 at the combine, and then in his pro day ran a 4.37. All right, so this is definitely skill player, right? 4.5 and then 4.3. My my problem with this one is, didn't A.J. Brown claim that like last year, two years, like a couple of years ago? And that's why I'm like, but it's, I mean, it's certainly not him. I'm just trying to think like, but I think A.J. Brown also took Umbrin Swift Chipotle for that. Okay, right. so Cynthia, you want to go? Leah, are you also feeling like a um, four three? To me, that's either a wide receiver or a DB. It's got to be correct. right. If the, if that's slow, then yeah. Okay, I, there's a couple different ways I could go here, but you want to go? Do you want to guess a jet or a cowboy? I'm thinking that it's a. Well, we just had a cowboy, so, you so I'm go guessing with a jet. Back to Jet. That's just my. Okay. That's so just my... why don't we go Jet? I'm thinking a corner, and I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Do you want to go with Michael Carter the second as our guest, or what are you yep. thinking? Okay, yeah, give me Michael Carter the second. That was big for my confidence. Okay, it is not Michael Carter right, the second. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, we couldn't get them all right. We we gotta let the kid have a couple, you know. It was Cynthia? a good, it was that's a good right. guess, that's good right. effort. Okay, all right. What's, what's our second clue? Yes. So clue number two: this offensive player tied the FBS record with seven kickoff returns over three seasons. In his sophomore season alone, he had four kickoff return touchdowns. This offensive player. Well, right. I mean, well, we were wrong on side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. This offensive um, player, wait, wait, can we re repeat it one more time? Yeah. So I'll even give you the school. While playing at Memphis, this offensive player tied an FBS record with seven kickoff return touchdowns over three seasons. And in his sophomore year, he had four kickoff return touchdowns. Well, alone. Memphis, I think, gave it away, did it not, Cynthia? Mm -hmm. All right, fire it up, Cynthia. No, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just making sure we're not wrong here. I don't want to be wrong. Okay. You go. Yeah, I, I don't think we're wrong. I'm going with I'm going with with. Uh, do you want me to announce the pick, or do mm -hmm. you want to do it? You do it. You do it. Give us. Okay, wait. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm starting to think neither of you know it. <laughs> I I think we know it. I, I mean, I, want me to try Tony Pollard? That's yeah, my guess. That's it what is I was Tony say. Pollard. Right, yeah, it, you really had us freaked <laughs> out there for a minute there. Yeah, you guys I was worried. Like, I'm sitting here like the word receiver threw me off. Okay, well, what threw me off was that I thought, you know, we're looking under the radar, and then you said Memphis. I'm like, oh, Tony Pollard went to Memphis. I now know, I'm like, no, who else went to Memphis? I was like, okay. I didn't know he did return. Anyways, we're good. So, Tony Pollard, though, <laughs> obviously, Tony Pollard, Cynthia, is the lead back now that Zeke Elliott is in New England. 
he is yep. the only running back last year to eclipse 1,000 yards with less than 200 carries. And the fact mm-hmm. I, I feel like he came back pretty fast from what seemed to be a gruesome leg injury at the end of last season. And in week one, he has 14 carries, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. Do you think that, like, as a bell cow for Dallas, he's legit, right? Like, I, legit. I, I don't know how else to phrase that. Like, he's a legitimate dual threat player, isn't he? The only two the, – the, the question will be for me is, is Robert Sala going to focus on stopping Tony Pollard or figure out a way to defend CeeDee Lamb in the slot? Because no player has more yards from the slot than CeeDee Lamb last season over the past two seasons, meaning including this last game. And you know who doesn't often line up as a slot defender? Sauce. Sauce. Yeah. Like 0.4% of his snaps have ever been in the, as a slot defender. So mm-hmm. – you know, the question will be pick your poison, right? Are you going to really sell out to stop Tony Pollard or are you going to shut down CeeDee Lamb? And CeeDee Lamb, he's a fantastic player. He was fourth in the NFL last season in targets behind Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae. So clearly Dak Prescott goes to C.D. Lamb frequently. I'm also interested to see how the Jets decide to defend a very talented receiving core that includes not only C.D. Lamb, but Brandon Cooks acquired in the offseason, then Michael Gallup, another year removed from a knee injury. So very talented Mm -hmm. core, very talented Jets secondary. Tony Pollard was number three for John Polano. Give us the fourth and final player of Name That Player. By the way, yeah, it's a Jet. We're already like... We're already tracking in a good direction. 50%. We're 50% better off than we were last guess. All right, okay, hit us. Going. I'm glad you guys have good test-taking skills doing your Thank process you. of elimination. So this may be easy, maybe hard. I don't know how in-depth you are with players' real names, but this player's real first name is Solomon. Thomas. Yeah, I got you, Cynthia. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. You, you don't have to hide. Okay. There's no bugs okay. here. Give me okay. Solomon Elijah Vera Tucker. That's the one. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Which is a fun fact, by the way, Polano. Like, no one knows that Elijah Vera Tucker's real name is Sol. He was born Solomon Tucker. Yes, he was. Two Solomon. There's two Solomons then. No, one Solomon. Solomon Tucker. And then, but he goes by Elijah. Wow. And then he added the last name Vera in high school because his parents split when he was young. Mm -hmm. And then also. Um, so his parents split when he was young. Their his stepfather's last name is Vera. So he added right. Vera to his last name in high school. Now, were you, I don't know if you were thinking oh, of Solomon Thomas. What what'd you say? Two Solomons on the team. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Solomon Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my fault, Cynthia. I did not mean to confuse her with the but we were going for more for somebody that's not doesn't go by Solomon like Solomon Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, gotcha. I was like, that's that's gotta be like. There's a lot of people in the in the league right now with like the word Garrett in their name or last name. There's just so many Garretts, right? But there's there. This might be the only team with two Solomons on it. Yeah, I Maybe uh, one Solomon on it. I just want to give a shout out to a couple names in college football right now. <laughs> Because obviously we'll, we'll be talking what? about these players on Sundays. Kool Aid McKinstry, Alabama. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a great yep. name. Um, what is it? Decoldus Crawford. Decoldus Crawford. Decoldus Crawford. Mo, you ready for this one, Cynthia? Mo M O H 
Ability, mobility. That's a name in yep. college football. Or I mean, the best name in college football, your quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners, General Booty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can't get much booty. better than that. I wonder if he's related to the booty that was in at USC. Yeah, John David Booty. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to go from John Booty or John David Booty to General Booty. You know, like... If, if it was if a more name normal name, Booty, I'm going to go, God, at least give me general, put like something more like, yep. you know, Reginald Booty, <laughs> something, Yeah, so you know, you gotta have, you can't have John Andrew David as your Booty. first name. Exactly. It's yeah, gotta exactly. be something like general. Well, Polano, you did a great job. Did we have a Polano, better score? You actually did better this time because you had three on the first try. Thanks to Ethan. And of course, thanks to Cynthia. I couldn't do without her. Um, but no, yes. No, Ethan crushed this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're off to a better start now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vibes are high here in the studio on the Game Preview Podcast. Polano, appreciate it as always. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. And, uh, Cynthia, I just want to go over a couple things here as we wrap up. Yeah. Like, what's new and what's not. We kind of talked about what's new. Stephon Gilmore's new. Brandon Cooks is new for the Dallas Cowboys. What's not new is Dak Prescott. What do you make of Dak Prescott as a quarterback in the NFL? Like, he's obviously talented, but I mm -hmm. feel like most of the narrative around the Cowboys has been just not, not quite there. But the talent well, seems unreal on paper. Well, the problem is, is last season, despite missing games, he had the highest turnover rate, so 15 interceptions, and he missed games, and that was tied for the most in the league. So no one in Dallas is going to be happy when that happens. Turnovers are so killer. So ultimately, when you're looking at Dak's ability to take care of the football, and also, like, look, there, it's always going to spark rumors when you trade for Trey Lance, like, right before the season starts, and you're kind of like, ooh, what does this mean? And it's, it's more about, like, will he be able to take care of, of the football. It does help when your left tackle stays healthy. <laughs> Newsflash. And also, obviously, like getting Zach Martin that guard is just like really, really important. But figuring out and Chad Steele, like they just their their O line is kind of the the key to this one. I am really concerned slash interested slash I'm I'm gonna I'm curious. Like remember this is a team that averaged I think it's like 31.4 points per game since the beginning of last season, most of the NFL. But it's a lot easier to score 40 points when your defense does the work, but it is a lot harder when you have to come from behind. Mm -hmm. And if the Jets can force some really key turnovers, which seems very plausible, very likely, very 
you know, the, this Jets defense is absolutely hugely impactful. I want to see what happens when the game script does not favor Dak Prescott because that's where we saw him get into trouble last season. And everybody looks great when you're playing with a 40 point lead. I would look great playing from a 40 point lead. No, I wouldn't. But, you know, like the, but the point is, you can run out the clock. You just take a couple knees. Right. It's a lot easier to play quarterback in this league when you have a, when you have a really significant lead that Andy, you're playing in the rain and you can run the ball. Hmm. Pretty, pretty good combination. So I'm not looking at that 40 burger and thinking anything more than the Giants need to figure some things out, but also their defense is special teams. This is a special teams. That's the highest scoring special teams over the last two seasons. Defense has been leading the league in takeaways. Like we get it, but you know what? That's not to diminish anything that the Jets defense can do. And that's where I'm really curious because I don't think, I don't love what I've seen from Mike McCarthy calling plays under duress. I think a lot of people could have called play the offensive game plan last week for the, for the Cowboys. Not a lot of people could have called it for (laughs) the giants, for example. Right. So I'm glad you mentioned that because what's new is that Kellen Moore is no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. He lives in my backyard with Gordy. You you have a big backyard. Damn it. (laughs) Gordy, Tua, the flood, and now Kellen Moore. Okay. Wait, wait. I I have an important question. If you could have like one artist do like a concert in your backyard, like who are you choosing? Do they have to be alive? I guess not. No, I'll go no. Okay. Um, well, because Beyonce and Taylor Swift are both at SoFi over the past yep. few weeks, and it's been wild, but um, those are a little too big. Um, I'm going Prince all the way, wow. 100% every single okay. time. I saw Prince at the Joe Louis Arena, and I've never been more entertained in my entire life. It was the best. Nothing will ever top that. So if I'm a, definitely Prince, what okay. about you? Um, well, I would need to have a backyard first as opposed to just like <laughs> streets. And if I had a backyard, I think I would go Luke Combs. Ooh, I like that he, one. Like That's he, a good one. He just seems like, you know, he'd have a couple couple beers and hang out and be a good time, play the guitar totally. a little bit. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I like I, I'm going to go with Luke Combs on that one. So yeah. um, as we wrap up here on the Game Preview Podcast presented by LifeLock, as always, just there are a lot of different angles with this game that like you think about it where it's all right. How's Zach Wilson going to look against the Cowboys? He's going to get all the first team reps. The Jets defense played well. Sauce didn't look quite like he did last year. To me, the, it goes back to this. Coach Sal has always talked about the defense goes and the team goes as the defensive line can go. So that's where my eyes go. Naturally, Dallas has a very stout offensive line. So it seems. Do you think that this offensive line is as good on paper or are we hanging our hat a little bit on the reputation of somebody like Tyron Smith, who's obviously older than he is younger in terms of NFL years? Um, This is not a top five O-line like it usually is, in my opinion. Any metric I've been able to measure with them. Now, are they very, are they top 10? Yes, when healthy but not top five. And we're used to the Cowboys being like, remember that 13 and three season where Zeke was just killing everybody. That was when that O-line was like just crushing right now. That title really does belong to the Eagles. And it's, it's not, it's just not, it's not the Cowboys fault. Like 
father time or mother or whatever in father time is undefeated mother earth is whatever but like you know it's it's very uh it's very true so the reality is is they're not as formidable as they have been in the past however i will say they're not it's it's kind of like you don't it's not either binary right it's not like either they're the best or they're the worst it's always somewhere in between so they're probably about a top 10 unit that's right around where i'd rank them which is great but it's not like the cowboy days of, of old so you think that the Jets' defensive front, it's not like they're going to be stonewalled, or you, that's not like a projection. You think that this is still, like, Jets-Eagles I'm interested in when that happens. Like, that's going to be a bloodbath in the trenches. But for this week, like, the Jets have a chance to get after Dak Prescott, and is that the best way to win? Like, how do the Jets win this game? The Jets figure out the right blend of dropping back into coverage to blanket the receivers, because... As much as we'd like to, I mean, look, CD Lamb is very good. Let's just let's just put that away. But the rest of the unit, there are some vulnerabilities that, like Brandon Cooks, un, un, unknown how he'll really perform in this offense. We didn't have to see anything, right? When the run game doesn't work, then what? Because that's when we saw Dak Prescott throw some ducks. I think that's what you're supposed to say, right? The Not ducks, so great yeah. passes, right? Some ducks. And Michael Gallup back healthy, sure. But the perimeter, like these are places where the Jets have great matchups. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens in the middle of the field with CD Lamb. And I I'm not super worried about their tight end situation. I'm not super worried about the fact that, like, yes, you need to pressure Dak Prescott, but you need to pressure him in a way that makes him panic and throw the duck balls. Right. And I actually think that the Jets are very well suited to do that. So this is a really, this is a cool matchup from that standpoint. Do I wish Aaron Rodgers were there? Absolutely. But I'm not, I don't think this is like a foregone conclusion that, you know, I, I don't think that anyone should be sitting there saying like Zach Wilson can't handle this because I saw a different Zach Wilson and it starts with one game. And if they're going to pick one game, 9-11, when Aaron Rodgers goes down to beat the Bills, like that is a really nice momentum builder. So, you know, it's, it's, it's some confidence and I'm just watching it for the fact that you know, what happens, special teams and, and their defense, yep. that's that's how the Cowboys can beat you. It's not because I think Dak Prescott's a world beater. I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not, like, saying he's a terrible quarterback. I'm just saying that I don't think he's a world beater. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes could almost always beat you on his own. Um, not saying he's that. I think that's the perfect way to wrap up week two of the Game Preview Podcast. Cynthia, good luck with your flood. In all seriousness, um, I need you to. I need. I need our listeners to help me out with something. Okay. Okay. So, as you know, Gordy is the love of my life, and we were on a walk yesterday. Gordy needs a brother. He he just needs someone to play yeah. with him more. We were on a walk yesterday, and he met a German Shepherd puppy. He loved the German Shepherd puppy, and this dog was up for adoption. I think. Pretty sure we're going to go play with the dog today. Wow. He needs a brother. He can't be an only wow. dog. He, wants, he needs a good romp, you know? Cynthia, so you're going to be walking along. two dogs next week? Lord, a livid. This is already a 70-pound dog that I walk. Like, And this other dog, the interesting part is that the people who are fostering this dog were paying for it to get trained. So it's potty trained, and it's a really good walker, probably a better walker than Gordy. So you don't need the listener's help. You just want someone to validate you. You want someone to validate you. We can validate you. I need them to validate you. Okay. 
now that you're looking for me to validate you, but on behalf of all the listeners and behalf of John Polano sitting to my right. I was about to say, what does John Polano think? I think he's giving two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. He's saying, go for it. Absolutely. (laughs) You got to do it. So you know what? I think you should do it. And for all those listening, we will find out if Cynthia does it, in fact, next week. If you're listening, what you need to do is you need to comment. You need to say any name that you think would be good for the German Shepherd. I will say one that came to mind right away because Gordy is named after Gordy Howe. Yep. I think Gordy and Henry would be really quick. You know, Henrik Lundqvist. I'm way in. I am way in on that. That's so cute. I would love that. Just name him King. King Henry. Oh, I know. All right, that's a cliffhanger. That's how we're ending this episode of the Game Preview Podcast. Cynthia's in duress. Jets fans, don't be under duress. We're okay, all right? This is a good Jets team. We'll see how it plays out in Dallas. Cynthia, enjoy. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 